What's up? I hope you are having a great day. It is I, Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmidt. I cannot wait for this podcast. ZG, coming back on. We're talking Game 7s, previewing the upcoming Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. I cannot wait to get into it. But first, Double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. All right, Zach Gray. We've been waiting for it all day, and it's finally here. What's up? I have had some things to do today. Me too. Work, birthday parties, but they took a backseat in my brain, Jonathan. I Same. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I was waiting all day for this moment, and I was, I'm so happy to be with you right now talking about this epic collapse in a fraud. Oh, man. We're getting straight into it. Straight into it. Go ahead. Actually, hold on one sec, one sec. I, I have to ask you one question before we get into it. What is it like rooting for a team that can throw a no-hitter but still not win? Oh, that was <laughs> that came out of left field. Wow. Um, you know I had to was, you know I had to bring it up. Don't panic. It I had someone t- <laughs> obviously I'm kidding, it's really bad. But uh and I've just accepted it. The Reds are terrible, they're self-sabotaging. They're, they're trying to, to be just average and they're failing at being just average. It's really bad. But I had a friend tell me today, he tried to make me feel better. He said, not a bad team, just a bad day. Just a bad day. <laughs> sure. Whatever yeah. helps you sleep at night. But as you were yep. saying, the collapse, I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I'll just, I'll, I'll let you go. Now, Jonathan, you kind of seen a little bit of what I was Going through my brain on Twitter last night. You kind of saw where my head was going. I did. I saw a lot of people blaming Chris Paul. We did. I saw a lot of people throwing shade at the 37-year-old point guard. Uh, did you see that? I did, but like as as they should, right? Well, yeah. I mean, again, if you guys obviously don't know, epic playoff game seven lost by the Suns. You're going to blame one. every single person in that organization. Yeah, for sure. Monty on down, no doubt. But I was here. I heard, Jonathan, I know I didn't hear from you, but I thought Devin Booker was an MVP candidate. He finished fourth in MVP voting. That's what I thought. Did he play like an MVP last night? No, he did not. Is is he not the best player on that Suns team? Is he? I think he is. I, I believe he is. How'd he play? I'm with, terribly. Oh, okay. In in back to back games, game six and game seven. So so you're telling me you're telling me that we have to blame Chris Paul when the best player on your team, your MVP candidate, the guy who wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk and couldn't back it up. He plays like a rotational role player in the regular season, and he gets a pass. I'm not saying he's getting a pass for sure, but he should be the first person we point at. Agreed. Without a doubt. Totally agree. He was horrible. He was terrible. Now, I I don't want to get too, too much into it, but because I, I, I'm saving some of these points for later. Tip of the cap to Jason Kidd. The, the game plan in game six and seven, don't, don't let Booker beat us. Incredible. Du- double teaming him, getting the ball out of his hands. But at the same time, I, my, the thing for me is we've we talked about this a little bit, is guys like Booker and Tatum do the whole Mamba mentality thing and all that, so you just rolled your eyes. You get it. You're with me. And it's it's total BS because Kobe Bryant, no way, no way he plays that terribly. Being double teamed or not, he's he's gonna figure it out. And yeah, so I'm I'm with you. Yes, totally. And that is such an annoying thing that they do. It is. I get honoring Kobe. I get he was your favorite player growing up, but like you're not Kobe. You're no not no matter how hard you want to try, especially Devin Booker. Especially Devin Booker. Jason Tatum's more like Kobe than Devin Booker. We had this conversation already. Totally right. Totally agree. My thing is, man, like, put it to bed. Devin Booker is, you said it, a step below. 
or maybe even a step and a half below. He's not close. It became pretty apparent. Are you taking Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell over him? Yes, I I would say so. Are we being reactionary? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Definitely Trey Young. Because Trey Young can affect the game in multiple ways outside of just scoring with his playmaking ability. Donovan Mitchell, maybe not. I don't know. The point remains, and I I I want to I want to calm down a little bit so I can actually get a serious like when I'm actually mean out. You have Devin Booker, who we've went over as an MVP candidate. You have DeAndre Ayton, the number one has- overall pick. Who has not made an all-star team yet, but if he played in the East, he would be like a three-time all-star. Probably. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he's getting in over guys like Jared Allen. He's get, like he's getting in over those guys if he plays in the East. For sure. He is an all-star caliber player. Yeah. Dud. Big major dud. Only played 17 minutes. Dud. I mean, just terrible. Well, look, man, like, did it feel like he just never touched the ball? Honestly. Like, game six, I don't think he touched the ball until... The second half. And when Dallas is playing as small as they were, the fact that he's not getting more touches is kind of ridiculous. I think Cat's better than him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been thought that. Oh, yeah. I, I would take Cat before Aiden. Yeah. I am so disappointed. You know why I'm so mad, Jonathan? Why? Because I truly believed in this team. I know you did. I truly believe I was wrong, just like a lot of people were wrong. But I really did, deep down, truly believed in this basketball team. I thought they were the most complete team. I thought when it came down to it, they were going to find a way. And it turns out they, uh, you know, they they're just the Suns. They are, they are the Suns. And now look, they're glorified this is, jazz. They're the glorified jazz. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. That's actually, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I never thought of that. That may be true. Yep, and they're going to blow it up because their owner sucks. Aiden's yep. out of there. Chris okay. Paul's probably out of there. We're, we're getting way ahead, but I've got ideas on this. I've got so let's, many let's, ideas let's on this. Then. Okay, so I, I didn't think we were going to start here. I was prepared, prepared for us to start out in, in the East. But if you want to start with the Mavs Suns, we can. Let's just, let's just, I need to get it out. Okay. okay. It's been building up. I need to get it out. Be honest, I'm coming for you, by the way. Love it. Okay. So, Yeah. Okay, this is, at, uh, up to this date, this is definitely, like, the the major, like, gemstone on my throne of takes. The Suns, I wouldn't call them frauds, because, at, like... They're frauds. Yeah, okay. After last night, they're frauds. For sure, okay. Because, you know, like, they gave us all these reasons leading up into the playoffs to believe in them, and, you know, I, I wasn't there, everybody else was. But look, at the end of the day, like... Basketball, more than any other sport, it is all about talent. You are only as good as your best player is. And we, when we look back at the last decade, every single team that has won the NBA Finals has had a top five player in the world on their team. And Devin Booker just isn't that. And if, if he's not, not going to be that, then you need another guy who can consistently go and get you a bucket. And look, I love Chris Paul. Still, like, despite all the collapses, I love the way that he manages games. He affects the game more than maybe any other player offensively without consistently scoring the basketball. And I I love that about him. But when your second-best guy isn't a consistent go-get-you-a-bucket dude, that is a problem. They should have made a push and gotten and signed Gordon in the offseason. Eric Gordon was available. This Suns team is way better if they go get a guy like that another guy who can create and score on a consistent basis. Now, I'm with you 100%. But if you're the Suns, you think you got your guy. Yeah, he's is is he a 2? Where do they go? I, you know what I mean? Like like you can't you you can't tell me after the finals run and then this season, you can't think that you you know they're not thinking, man, we're you know, we need a number 1 option. They think they have one. And, and, and they might look like he is. No, he proved himself that he's not that. Yeah, they're screwed. I don't know what they're gonna do, man. I could see them going full rebuild. That's but what I think the they thing. should do. Here's the thing again. I know I mentioned it a little bit. You know, Chris Paul is not a bucket getter. He's not. Has he ever really been a bucket getter? Early in his career, 
M- he's maybe. been a good scorer. He's been a crafty scorer. But not not a he's not a he's not a I'm gonna be in the scoring title race. For sure. Yeah. That's why you have Booker. That is why you have Booker. And and you don't have to have Chris Paul play at a top ten level, top ten player in the league level. That's not you should know the deal. You know what you got. Like, why all of a sudden are we acting like Chris Paul is something more than what we already knew he was? Yeah. A really good leader who is going to, over time, make your team better and change your culture. Yep. And, and he, you, he, he did that, without a doubt. Yes. And you can't, you can't expect him to then shoulder the load offensively at 37. You can't. That's why you draft guys like eight. That's why you, that's why you give the keys to Booker. That's why you sign Miles or Mikael Bridges for twenty one million a year to hit open shots. But he didn't That's do his job. He he didn't hit he? open was shots. He, was he even on the floor? He, and when he was, he was getting abused by Luca. I didn't even notice he was on the floor unless he was getting cooked. Look, he he got cooked, and look, he's supposed to be their best wing defender. Now, look, most of the time, he, like he is, and part of it is Luca's just incredible. But like offensively, man, like. He couldn't score, and he had open looks. He just couldn't knock him down. Jay Crowder was, what could I say, the best role player for the Suns in this series? Sad. That is sad. <laughs> like that's that's a major problem. And if you're Macal Bridges making you know twenty million dollars a year or whatever it is, like you you have to make those shots. You do. Or it's or, embarrassing. Or play better defense. It's a, it's embarrassing. I I know we both. Well, I got on the horn right away to listen to what Simmons and Rosillo said. Oh man, but I felt so bad for Rosillo. Simmons said this is a historic playoff loss, and I 100% agree. Oh yes, without a doubt. Like this is, this is up there with Golden State blowing the three-one lead because, like, for me, just the roller coaster of it of going into the series. I said it on here. I was like, Dallas can win. Like they can win this series. And then you watch games one and two, and you're like, there's no way. Dallas has no shot. And then you watch games three and four, and you're like, Dallas was just down. They played harder. Phoenix is going to finish this up. Watch game five, and you're like, that's exactly what's going to happen. And then they go out game six, and they get absolutely crushed. And you you see, you know, w- what they did to Booker and what they've been doing to Paul. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and you're like, they can win game seven. And, and sure enough, they didn't just win game seven. They ran them out of the building. It was sad. It was it was. It was just, it was the worst Game 7 Sunday ever because both games weren't close. And you can't even, you can't even do, like, you know, keys to the game. It was just, they were terrible. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I took off work so I could watch. And I was just like, I should have gone into work today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing you can say is Luca's the best player in the world. He is. And the Suns sucked. They did. And do, okay. We pooped the bed. <laughs> they straight up. So okay, I've got I've done I, I wrote out way too much stuff for me to not go through all of my why Luke is the best player in the world thing. Cause I was prepared for you to maybe give me like a little bit of pushback. So nope. just <laughs> give me one sec here, okay? Luka Doncic, my my guy, okay? And I, I gotta be honest, CG. It's your guy. It's your guy. He is my guy. I, I gotta be honest. I'm worried about two things here, okay? There's a part of me that's worried that when LeBron retires, all these LeBron fans are just going to grab onto Luka because he's going to be the closest thing. Hey. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to annoy me a little bit, but it's okay. You, don't, right? you know I like, I like I, Yeah, Luka. yeah, you're good. I'm with you. You're good. And then the other thing I'm worried about is they're playing the Warriors. And I love Draymond Green, but I just know he's going to do something borderline dirty. And I'm just, I'm ready to flip, you know? Because, like, it's different when it's your guy. It's different yeah. when it's your guy. But anyway, Luka Doncic, absolutely unguardable, okay? The Suns had the second-best set of wing defenders in the playoffs behind the Celtics. And he just, he went through all of them. It, it did not matter, okay? Mikal Bridges was too small. Cam Johnson couldn't stay in front of him. Jay Crowder couldn't stay in front of him, and he was too small. And then the Suns are out here switching every single screen, and I don't know why. So he gets eight on him, and he can either take the step back three or, as he did in game seven, post him up and get a fallaway shot at the free throw line. And on top of that— That was crazy. That was insane. I was like, he's—yeah. And then on top of that— 
you know how much you have how much like def- how defeated you have to feel after Aiton gets posted up by Luca <laughs> seriously and then gets a bucket and then on top of that they they attacked Chris Paul and I know people don't like what Patrick Beverly said on first take this morning because he just drug Chris Paul through the mud but he's right he can't defend the the series changed he's right but he's salty he is oh for sure without a doubt <laughs> but like the series changed for me. Because games one and two, they didn't hunt Chris Paul like that. Games three through seven, they did. And Luka just absolutely abused that man. Put him in the post. And I think that's part of the reason why he was so bad on offense. And then on top of that, you got Reggie Bullock, who's, I will not call him Bullock. I don't care what he says. His last name's Bullock. (laughs) Anyway, he just, and he just, they just wore him down. And, you know, like it happens to smaller guards, especially when they're 37. Like you, you get worn down. And... Like, there's no other player in the league, you cannot convince me, that can do what Luka Doncic is doing with this Mavs team, okay? Like, LeBron, you know, if he wasn't 30, he's 36 or 37. It's like 38, I think. Yeah, okay, 38, whatever he is. Like, you know, like 27, 28, like, of course, like, LeBron could do it. But, like, Giannis, no way. He he had a chance to do it in, in, in the series against the Celtics. And I think he just lacks the offensive flexibility in terms of the playmaking and multiple ways to score that like he can't do it Jokic had a chance to show us that he could do it but he lost in five to the Warriors um Kevin Durant couldn't get a game with Kyrie Irving on his team so we know (laughs) he can't do it like the best player in the NBA plays for the Dallas Mavericks that was it that's it and also is this is going to get a little preposterous how wrong was I about Jason Kidd He's been yeah, phenomenal, you were really man. Wrong about Jason Kidd, dude. But like, wasn't everybody? I don't think anybody liked that hire. No, I think the thing is, uh, people just remember him dropping that coke. I was about to say, bro's <laughs> gone from hit me in Brooklyn, spilling the coke on the floor, which is low key kind of smart. Like as cheesy as it is, like, come on now, and um, to like, they have a legit shot to win the NBA Finals. Dude, I have a couple buddies. By the way, I totally agree with you that Luca is the best player in the world. But that, I feel like it's like duh, almost. But I mean, it's not though. Everybody's talk, like you listened to to Ben Simmons last or Bill Simmons last night, and like they're like it's Giannis. And I just, for me, I think Giannis is in this class of like Shaquille O'Neal, where he's really unique, extremely dominant, just an absolute physical force. But he doesn't manipulate or control the game in the same way that Luka does. And that's that's what separates him for me. Yeah, I mean, you notice he doesn't have that. Uh, I mean, exactly what you said. He doesn't have that. You don't feel like he's in control. You don't feel like he's, you know, he sees everything and he's manipulating defenses and he's, you know, maybe setting this up for later in the game. You don't feel that with Giannis. You just feel physical force. And that's... Yes. That's enough. Oh, like, yeah, can, for sure. Like, for that's sure. more than enough. He's definitely, you know, the second best. You know, some people would say he is the best in the league right now. But um, I had a couple buddies that, like, throughout the whole playoffs are like, oh, I don't think the Mavericks can, are a championship-level team. I think they can get there. I think they – like, I don't think they can win it this year. And the whole time I'm like, are, like do you watch the games? Like, Seriously. Do you watch the game, man? And they're like, oh, I don't believe Jalen Brunson's a two. I was like, well, do you watch the games? He doesn't have to be. That's like th- that's well, how good Luke is. Like Jalen Brunson can have an average night and score like fi- dude, and score good. 15. Oh, he is good. I'm not like, I'm not, you know, p- p- like I love Brunson. He's been big. Honestly, the best thing for Dallas may have been Luka missing those first uh, three games against Utah. I mean, like seriously, because, you know, that that was kind of the immer- the, you know, like Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie had to grow up really, really quickly in that series, and they did, and that's been really big for them. Because, like, I'll be honest, dude. Like, I was waiting at, at the start of the second half. I tweeted it out. I was like, the Suns are going to come out on like a twelve zero run to, to to start the third quarter, and it didn't happen because Jalen Brunson came out and scored like eight points in the first three minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah, and like my 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 buddies are like uh, like dismissing me like thinking I sound stupid for saying it and then you know of course me being me um 
I was I late in the game last night. I was like, who would have thought like the Mavs would be, you know, in the Western Conference Finals? And oh wait, me. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? But you know, so the last thing I'll say about this one, about this game is I think we are seeing, you know, I think the world is seeing what you've seen in Luca. He's so good, man. Everybody thought he was good, but now he's great. He is. And I just, I don't know what you do. Do you, okay, let's let's talk about the Suns and what they're going to do in the offseason. I, I do want to touch on that because I think it gets really interesting. Then we can get into the Boston and Heat game. Boston and Heat game. The Boston and Bucks game. And then we can go, we can preview the uh, conference uh, finals. So, what do the Suns do, man? I, Aiton is a free agent. Chris Paul's only getting older. Booker's under contract till 2024, so they've got some time with him. I know I, I know what I would do. I would run it back. Would you really? Yeah, I think I would. I don't think you have a choice. What are you going to do? Like, what, like... I, I, I think I personally would reboot it. I just, I don't think they're built to win in this league. Like, small guards and centers don't win NBA championships. Wings do. And when you look at them, like, they have a bunch of good wing defenders. But outside of Booker, they don't have any other super impactful guys out there on the wing. And so, I, you can sign and trade Aiton. I, like you at least got to put feelers out to see, what, to see what you can get. Put a feeler out for Chris Paul. See what all you can get on that. Because there's somebody dumb enough out there who's like, oh, Chris Paul. I know who that is. I'll, I'll give up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a team out there who's dumb enough to do it. And, well, they have yeah. a lot of guys. They have a lot of guys that don't play that make too much money that they could possibly trade. Yeah, seriously. Like, like I Sarich and Sarich. campaign and campaign. Like, you know, guys like that make. You know, um, what's his name from the the, uh, the guard? Why am I blinking on him? Shamit. Yeah, <laughs> Shamit. He makes oh, like over ten million. Like, there's too some guys money. that could move around. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and. Yeah, I just I, cause I just I I don't think that they're they're built to win. Cause like, I I would definitely I would definitely move Aiton because he got played off the floor. Like he couldn't really play in this Maverick series. Like I'm I'll be honest. I don't like you don't need a center to win in, in the playoffs anymore. Okay, cause unless it's like let's like like Embiid has never been to a conference finals and he's yeah. the most dominant big guy. Jokic hasn't been to a conference finals. Do do you know when the last time? A big man led team made the NBA Finals was Dirk, 2014. Tim Duncan. That's eight years ago. Oh yeah, that's almost yeah. ten years ago. Well, like, he you didn't don't need it. Team though. Yeah, but like he was a pretty important piece. They had Kawhi Leonard. True, but still, like you, you see what I'm saying though. Like they're yeah. not a necessity anymore. And after seeing what teams have done, you know, to Gobert and Aiton in this series, just like. Like the Warriors, just they don't even like they like um what's his name? Looney plays like eighteen minutes, and then they're like, "All right, we're playing small ball for the yep. for the next 30. Like you, you don't yeah. need him, and you know Aiton's gonna want a max, and I just I wouldn't give him the money. I wouldn't. Here's the thing: you can do all the stuff you're saying after you give it a chance one more year. Man, do you? Is this? Why a, would you not run it back? I just the here's what I'm here's what I think. I think you get another year, another off season of development for those two young guys. Okay, that's a big deal. It that is. helps. They're okay. still young. They are. I think you find a way to rely less on Chris Paul. Okay, but he still is going to be able to bring what he brings. You know, on the intangible side. Okay, you know. You can move some of that, those role players around to kind of fit more, you know, maybe get a backup point guard. That's, you know, not campaign. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe you can, maybe you can find that wing, you know, out there if you move that money around. But I think you have to keep the big three together. So you you would keep Aiden. You wouldn't consider moving Aiden. Because you can keep, you can, you can sign them. And then if you, if it doesn't work out, there's going to be teams that want them. Okay, that's fair. That would pay him anyway. Okay, you know, let me like, let me ask you this. Let's just run through the Western Conference 
for for next year. And you tell me if you think the Suns are going to be better than that team. Okay. Yeah. The Grizzlies. Yes. Okay. The Warriors. Yes. The Mavericks. No. The Jazz. Yes. Yes. The Nuggets fully healthy. Yes. The Timberwolves. Yes. The Pelicans with Zion. Considering yes. he plays. Yes. Yes. I, I still think they're a top three team in the league. Do you really do you think they're better than the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi? Yes. I don't think they are. What is what if you don't do this crap again, Jonathan, where you start, you know, hyping up the Clippers. They've done nothing and they they, they can't stay okay. healthy. The fair. Okay, fair. Um, the Lakers. Yes, they're way better than the Lakers. Okay, good. I just I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. So I just I don't know, man. They're a top two. Te- they're a top two or three team in the West, regardless of what happened last night. They're still a top. Or- they, they went are. into the game. They went into the series. Simmons said it seventy and twenty. Like, yeah, they're a top three team in the West. Like, no matter what, even if they did choke, and that's the only thing I'll say good about them. Okay, I, I get. I guess you run it back. I don't know, man. I just right. I mean, why would you break up a team that's gonna probably finish first or second in the West? I guess that's fair. That's that's a really good point. <laughs> okay, I I uh, resend my argument on this. I just I don't know. I, I I do think it'd be worth putting out some feelers though, just because like like why not? Like it's it's, it's not going to hurt anything, you know. Like and let's say you get some great offer for Aiton, and like why not? You know, because I, yeah, I, I what's that? What's a great offer look like? I don't know. It's a another score, another guy who you can give the ball to, and he can go and get you a bucket. Yeah, I mean they do need that. The, that that's the thing, like, and look, Aiton played 17 minutes in Game Seven. Like that tells me all I need to know. And you know, because look, they're probably gonna have to play Golden State. If not, they're probably gonna have to play Dallas. They're gonna have to play one of those teams who like to go small. And Aiton just isn't gonna help you in that series. So if you can get another scorer who can, you know, because look, like guys like Javale McGee, you know, those athletic bigs who can run the floor and rim run. Like, th- those are the kind of guys that I would want right now, just with the way that the league is, because they're athletic enough that, you know, you can buy five or ten minutes with them on the floor Christoph. if the other team wants to go. Yeah, Christoph Porzingis. <laughs> <laughs> like, but guys like that, you know, can they're cheap. You know, like, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm here for bringing back Chris Paul, because you're right. He does bring a lot of things in terms of culture that I think Phoenix needs, because, like, they, you're right. Like, they are still young, but I just, I don't know if Aiton is a necessity. Yeah, no, I get that part too. I just, for me to move off one of those guys, well, it would only be Aiden, maybe Chris Paul. It would have to be, it would have to be a, um, a good enough offer. I wouldn't just move laterally. I would, for I sure. would try to get, yeah. try to, if I, if I feel like I've won the trade, then I would take it. But if it's just to get rid of a guy, just to get rid of a guy to try something new, I'm out on that idea. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. You got you got anything else on this game? No, Suns are that was an epic collapse, and it's embarrassing to Devin Booker, and I will never look at him the same. You know what happened, right? Devin Booker was defended by one of the best wing defenders in the NBA. DFS. <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith, baby. <laughs> you, that take is like it's not even like it's it's a bad take, obviously. It's yeah. like it's, it's but become like he's a joke playing now. really well. Like he he's is, playing man. really well. He's defending at a high level and he's making open shots. That's what you want from those three and D guys. That's yeah. You know, that's if, his role. if if the Suns had that, they probably win the series. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith, the X Factor. That's right. Okay. Boston and Milwaukee. I'll just if I'll, I'll let you go first here. I don't have much to say on it. I, I think it's actually here. One quick question for you. If I told you before the game started, I was like a time traveler c- coming back from the future. And I said, Zach Gray, game seven, Boston, Milwaukee. Giannis is going to make one quarter, one fourth of the threes that the Bucks make. And that's all I told you. You would take the Bucks to win by a lot. Because it's like, oh, like Giannis is going to get hot from three and he's going to do what he does? <laughs> Give me the Bucks all day. And then they lost. <laughs> Yep. Oh boy, Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. <laughs> Spoiler alert: LeBron is going to be caught 
brought up in this. I know he is. For years, I had to hear about how every time LeBron James lost a series or lost in the finals, that it was his fault. If he was so great, if he was the greatest of all time, he wouldn't lose. Jordan never lost in the finals. And the people who think Jordan's a goat, they don't even realize that they don't even think Jordan's lost in the playoffs. They just think like <laughs> there was no finals the years he didn't win. Like, <laughs> like, but for years I had to hear about that. And for years, anybody that had any sense knew that some of those teams he was playing with, whether it was the team where Kyrie and LeBron and Kevin Love were injured and not playing, whether it was some of those Cavaliers teams before he went to the heat, whether, you know, all of these teams, where he has carried them to the finals or carried them, you know, as far as he can take it and lost all I've heard is blame him. He's the reason if he was that good, if he was the goat, if he was the best player on the earth, on earth, he would win that game. So most of you guys that are probably listening, think Giannis is the best player on the, on the, in the world. Why aren't you holding him to that standard? Yeah. Why aren't you crushing him? Yeah. He lost in a game seven. He's the best player in the world. You set the standard. He didn't they, play those well people, either. Those people set the standard. Yeah. They have turned themselves into hypocrites, Jonathan. <laughs> they have hated so hard that they have set unprecedented, unseen standards for LeBron James. And now they think Giannis is here and he's the best player in the world. He loses a game seven, but it's okay, Giannis. It's okay. It's okay. Just hypocrites all over the place. It's yeah. disgusting. For sure. I'm I'm with you. And it's it's a fair question. I, I will say though, I have to play, you know, devil's advocate here. I, I think we would agree though that like like 26-year-old LeBron and 26-year-old Giannis are not the same. Like we, we would agree on that, right? What do you mean? Like LeBron is head and shoulders better than Giannis is. Like like twenty six year old LeBron. A, that's because you have a brain and actually watch basketball. But these people really think LeBron like Giannis is better than LeBron. Yeah, that's absurd. <laughs> You've seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm with you, man. Like, and look, like we're obviously on on the same page. We don't think Giannis is is the best player in the world. But like, I, like, like I said already, like. He's he's not in the same class as those guys. And honestly, I don't think he ever will be. Like, I don't think he ever touches the feet of, you know, the LeBrons and the Kobe's and the Michael Jordans. Like, I don't think he touches them. I think he's going to stay kind of in that tier with Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, like fringe top 10 player of all time, which is like, obviously, like, like, that's great. But at the same time, like, I just, I'm not with all these people in Giannis. I said on the podcast the last time I was on, I said, he has a chance to make that goat ascension with this playoffs. Yeah. I said that. You did. And I meant that. But didn't happen. It didn't. It did not happen. And yeah. that's just how the cookie crumbles. That is how the cookie crumbles. And and you better if you think that way about Giannis, you better hold him to the same standard that you hold LeBron. And if you don't, then you're admitting to me that you're just a hater. And you don't actually know who the best player in the world is. You don't know what constitutes as a best player in the world. You don't know what it looks like. You just pick, you just think because you don't like a guy that he's not the best player in the world. That's not how it works. Do I think Giannis is a top two player in the league right now? I don't think there's, I think it's one and two and there's no, it's really not that close behind him right now. Okay. You know, I think it's Giannis and Luca. And then the next tier is, you know, you're in beads, you're Jokic, Jokic, Kevin Durant, all those guys. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's about where I'm at, too. My whole thing is just, if you're an NBA fan and you think you know Ball, be consistent then. Crush him. Tell, yeah. say Like, destroy him. Like, I sarcastically have been doing. You know I don't mean that. Like, obviously, yeah. I think anybody that knows me knows that I don't think that it's Giannis's fault that they lost. Yeah, I'm sure. just calling out, you know, I had to defend my boy. Oh, King yeah, James, I get it. I so. get it. I'm with you. So, okay. We got five minutes, and then I, I got to restart the Zoom. <laughs> so let's quickly run through this game. Like, can I just call it what it is? The Celtics role players showed up, and the Bucks role players didn't. That's that's really the difference. Grant Williams has the game of his life. Peyton Pritchard plays really well. 
Jason Tatum, you know, played well minus the seven turnovers that he had. Jalen Brown showed up. And for Giannis, it was like, you know, I'm he only had 23. He was like one of 10 in the second half. He just kind of ran out of energy, maybe, with, you know, he's having to do everything, you know. And so, yeah, that's that's what I pulled from it. What about you? What you got? Yeah, I mean, it just came down to the Celtics were the better team. Like Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Deeper. I mean. The deeper team. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't. It's hard to say if Middleton makes that much of an impact in the game, in that game seven. I think, oh, with how terribly they shot, no. But, like, over the course of the series, the half-court Dude, offense know. was so bad. I and don't like, know if he changes – I don't know if he if – he, he gives he them – changes it that much. I, think he, I know he adds some things, he but gives I them, just don't know. He gives them another playmaker. Because, like, you know, Giannis is just kind of the brute force. Drew Holiday does a lot shouldering the load in terms of setting up the offense and those things. I think Chris Middleton's able to help with that. He gives them another good defender. I'm with you. Like, Boston probably still wins the series, but I don't think – I don't know. I, I think it would have been a little bit different maybe it's just in how Boston won. And look, like, like the Bucks don't deserve, like, to win this series. Like, the fact that they let the Celtics get up open three after open three after open three. Well, that's and, just how they play. Yeah, but, like, still, man. Like, you when you look at Bo- – like – Everybody knows that the NBA is we want layups, free throws, and open three-pointers. And they gave up so many open three-pointers. Like, how are you just going to let a team do that? Like, I understand that, like, sure, like, that's how we play. Fine. But come on now. That's, yeah. that's a terrible strategy. That's what it is. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, Celtics showed up. You know, their, their bench guys showed up and were able to contribute. And, you know— the other side had Grayson Allen trying to defend. So like I don't <laughs> There you go. Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you're the Bucks, anything you change for next year or do you just hope that you're you're healthy? I I don't know. Like it's the same thing with the Suns. Like, are you really gonna I'm not saying like blow it up, but like Well, I know, but like what do you what do you what can you do? Like what can they you need, do besides make lateral movements to guys that might be able to fit just a hair better? Maybe I, some I more think, size? I think they really miss PJ Tucker. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize it at first, guy. but like they can't really go small, and like that, I think that hurt him some, especially because like you know Brooke, Brooke Lopez, he's not getting out to the corner to defend Grant Williams, like he's no. just not, you know. You, but PJ Tucker probably is, you know. So you know, I think they need to maybe make an adjustment so that they can go small. Yeah. But all in all, like just hope, hope that you know you stay healthy through through the playoffs next year, like a bigger wing or something. Yeah, something like that. So, but yeah, like they're they're gonna be fine. Um, but dude, just think for years to come, we're gonna have Jason Tatum versus Giannis in the Eastern Conference, year in year out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, we got like a minute, bro. You're good. <laughs> but, oh, it says less than a minute on my end, so I was just checking. Oh, does it really? Oh, it says one twenty six yeah. on mine. That's oh, weird. you got a time over there? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and anything else, or do you, we can take a short break real quick. No, that's just one of those things where, uh, you know, I I acted like I was going to go at Giannis, but, like, you knew I was up. Oh, yeah, you're good. I I was with you. I was with you. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break, restart the Zoom real quick, and we come back, we'll start talking about the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. And we're back. More shooting the Schmidt. Previewing the finals here. Going to try and make this part a little bit quicker. Which which set do you you want to start with? Let's go West. Let's go West? Okay, sounds good. All right. I'm excited for this series. You know why? It's going to be a bunch of six, seven, six, eight dudes running up and down the floor. I don't think we're going to see a center the entire series. You don't. You don't think Kevon Looney's going to play forty minutes? No. <laughs> no shot. No way. It's going to be a whole bunch of threes. It's going to be. Oh, dude, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So, do you want to do picks here at the start, or do you want to do them at the end? Let's let's start off and then tell let's let's tell them why. Okay, you guess first. You got it. I'm gonna go Mavericks and seven. Yes, I love it. I've got Dallas too because because I think here's my keys. I think that this is gonna be a heavyweight fight. I think it's gonna be two teams that you know. The Warriors think they're, you know, the kid, the the bullies, and I think the Mavericks and especially Luca 
have like a real thing about knocking off these teams that think that they're, you know, good. And I think Draymond's going to light up Luca and it's going to, it's going to make Luca better. You've seen how challenging Luca and calling Luca out makes him play. He is man. And he, 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 he doesn't back down. I, I love it. And like for him though, like this is the, the former EuroLeague MVP, like beating grown men at the age of 17. Like he's, he's been through this. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to, I think it comes down to whether, you know, obviously I think your stars are going to get there. So you're going to see good games from Curry. You're going to see good games from, you know, Luca. It, and it comes down. I'm not even going to put clay in that category because you never know now at this point. He's so up and down, but it's going to come down to whether, you know, guys like Dinwiddie can play the way they've been playing guys like, you know, Jordan Poole can get back to that flow. We saw him in, you know, whether Draymond Green will actually shoot the ball. (laughs) I, I, I hope he does. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, well, if he can make shots, it's it's going to be hard for the Mavericks to win for sure. But yeah, like, I, it's going to be it's going to be the X factors, and it could be anyone on any night with either of these teams. I think yeah. the stars get theirs. You know, I think Luca and Steph have great series shooting the ball well. You know, it's just going to come down to you know a couple plays here and a couple play there, a couple plays there by role players, and that's why I think it's so even, and that's why I think it goes seven. It's fair. So I've I've got Dallas in six. But I gotta be honest, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they won in five. I think this is just wow. a really bad matchup for Golden State. I think Dallas is gonna do the same thing offensively to Golden State that they did to Phoenix. And they're gonna they're just gonna post Curry up. And look, obviously Golden State can't take him off the floor. And Andrew Wiggins is the best wing defender on this Golden State team. And like he can't guard Luca. Like I, I, I like Wiggins, but no way. Okay, and you want to throw Draymond Green at him? Like Luca's gonna go by him. Like they, they're gonna have no answer for him. And on top of I that, think they do. I think they do stick Draymond on him. It'll be interesting. I, I don't know what they're gonna do, man. And Draymond and Clay. It depends. I think those are the two. Clay's guys not the prob- same defensively. He's not. He's not. But it's what they have. And what's what's gonna and what's gonna be even more interesting is. When, you know, Golden State goes to that really small lineup where it's Curry, Poole, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins, like, Luka's going to have a field day against that lineup. Like, I, 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 Jordan Poole, like, obviously he's going to play in the series because of what he brings offensively, but defensively he can't play in the series. You, you want to put him on Brunson? Who's going to do the exact same thing to him? I just, I'm with you. I, they have no answer on the for what the Mavs are going to do on offense. On and, the flip side, though, I think the Warriors can— I think the Warriors have the advantage against the Dallas defense. See, I, 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 I thought the same thing at first. But look, Jason Kidd has proven that he knows how to game plan for teams defensively. So I have faith in that. But look, when you only have to defend four guys, it makes it a lot easier. It does. That's fair. And like, look, I've said it on here. I love Draymond Green. I love what he brings. He brings a lot of good things for that Golden State team. But I just, I don't know. And Bullock... Played really good defense. Block. Sorry, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. You won't say it. You I won't, won't man. And like he played great defense against Chris Paul. And really, like when you look at the Warriors, right? Poole and Curry are really the only two guys who go one on one and score, which I think really kind of plays into Dallas's hands with Dorian Finney-Smith and Bullock really being the only two guys I would trust to put on one-on-one scores like that. And because like and the rest of it is just giving effort and being willing to chase guys around. Right? Like that, that's the thing. And look, we saw the intensity that Dallas played with in game seven. We saw the intensity they played with in game three. If they bring that, like I have a really hard time believing that that they lose this series. I think you're I think you're dead on. And I think under normal circumstances, that would be the way you would look at it. I just have a hard time Betting counting out Golden those State. type of guys that have been there, done that. Yeah, for sure. That's very fair. Yeah. I think you can throw out some of that stuff. Like, I think it could be issues, but I think that they know enough and they're smart enough and they have enough, you know, wherewithal and enough, you know, composure to work through that kind of stuff, which is why I say seven. I still think they lose a series, but I think there's an element of, you know, we've been Man. here before. You, you, you know, th- you think Dallas we know what can- happens. You think, I don't know if Dallas can win on the road in Golden State in a game seven. 
That that's I think tough. They can. I mean, I like they they, can. they definitely can. Because let's be honest, this Warriors team is not what oh. we're not the the dynasty we saw. They're not. But there's, but they still have that DNA. Yes, they do. That's, that that's matters, a real thing. Which, it does. Yeah. Which is why I'm not going to say five or six. I think it goes seven, but I think the Warriors are, I think, you know, definitely beatable. And they didn't even play well in this last series, but. And they turned. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can smell it that they're close to the finals. And I think it, it, it masks some of those problems that are true and definitely like real things and good takes on your part. I just think there's a little bit of that that gets over they get over because of their championship DNA. Last thing, and then we can talk Celtics and Heat. If the Warriors are going to win this series, they're going to have to not turn the ball over. Because that, that's the other thing that changed in the Dallas and Phoenix series. Phoenix started to turn the ball over, and that's when Dallas kind of took off. And, <clears throat> you know, Golden State lo- loves to turn the basketball over. Oh, it's if, their favorite if, thing to do sometimes. If, if they're going to beat Dallas, they're going to have to not, they're going to have to not do that. I know it's kind of elementary. Like, if you want to be anybody, don't <laughs> no, turn the they, ball they over. they turn the ball over uh, way too much. They do. And, look, if, if they want to beat Dallas, they're they're going to have to keep from doing that. And so, yeah. Any, anything else on this series? No, I'm excited to come back to these takes, though. Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm so excited, man. And I, I, I feel good about my takes. Having them, you know, completely Luka-dependent makes me feel good. I was—we uh, forgot to mention— I was, uh, I've been on the Celtics early, early. You have been on the Celtics early, 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 early. And I, you know, was not, but it's okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like we, we both have the Celtics, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, like, this is, it's going to be, it's going to be six games. Yeah. I, I would say so. I, I, I think they lose game one. I think game seven against Milwaukee. Or just the series against Milwaukee, because that's a physical series. Cost them game one with Miami having the, the extra rest. And it'll be it'll be at Miami. Yeah. And I, I think they win game two. Right. Miami yeah. was a one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they'll win games two, three, and four. And then Miami wins game five because they're desperate. And then the Celtics finish them off in game six. Yeah. I mean, who, what if the, I mean, the Heat are good, but what, what if they, they're not great. Like what? Who? 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 What have they shown when they've beaten the? Like they beat a absolutely depleted Sixers team. Yeah, the Hawks you have know. been the most disappointing team in, right. in the NBA. And here's they, my thing: that like the reason I think why I'm picking the Celtics is the Miami Heat's calling card is like we're gonna play defense and we're gonna play hard. Or we're gonna do all the little things. Boston does that better than them. Yep, and that's not even their calling card. Yeah, and on top of that, they have. The best player in the series. They have a superstar. They yeah. do. Like, I mean, like if 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 you wanted to make the case for Miami, like just to you know, so this goes a little bit longer. Like what? Like what does Miami have to do to pull off the upset? Because like it would be an upset. They would have to. They would. I mean, Duncan Robinson, those type of guys would have to shoot the lights out. Yeah, and and Jimmy Butler would have to play. At a he's high, so high good level. in the playoffs. He's like, why is he so good in the playoffs? I don't know, man. He just kind of like cruises through the regular season, and then all of a sudden he's just like, all right, like it's my time. I'm gonna go get buckets, and he he does, man. Like, you know, one of us said he was a top 15 player in the NBA. The other one didn't like it. <laughs> I still don't think he is. I think he's. I think I would change my list now to have Jimmy Butler. On the playoff list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I just... Some guys are just... He suddenly can start scoring. He some, can suddenly start, like... Some guys are just wired like that, man. I don't know what it is. Kind of like... It's kind of like Chris Paul in the fourth quarter-ish, right? Because, like, that's what Chris Paul did all year. You know, he'd chill the first three quarters, just kind of manage, and then fourth quarter time, he'd take over. It's kind of it's kind of the same thing here. And I think part of it, too, is he's having to because, you know, Kyle Lowry isn't playing. And so the he's ball's just in his playing, hands more. playing well at all. Yeah. Well, he's hurt. Like, yeah, yeah. So and that, that's the other keys, thing too. I, I think they'll need him if, if they want to win. My keys are, I mean, I think, I think, like you said, I think it's pretty clear the Celtics do everything that he try to do just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But if the Heat are going to win, it's going to have to be that classic. You know, everybody pulls the rope at the same, like the same way. 
That's going to be, everybody has to be on point making shots. There can't be any, you know, Booker type games from None. those. Like there can't be any role players that don't, that vanish. It has to be everyone pulling their weight at the exact same time. And that's their only chance. Yeah. Even though I will say they do have one advantage that we haven't talked about yet. And that's coach Spo. That's the best coach in the NBA. I mean, is it that big of an advantage? I that's the thing. I don't. I, it's it's not big enough. And a, dude, um, I, how do you pronounce his name? I was I was kind of hoping you would say it because I don't, I don't want to go. Coach U. Well, Let's just call him Coach U. It's, it's, it starts Udoka. with U. Udoka. Yeah, that sounds good. Some I'm sorry if I mispronounce, but he's proving that he's in un, a top five coach in the league. Yeah, he took a team that was soft. He took a team that had talent but didn't know what to do. He turned them into an historically good defensive team in an era where um, scoring is the name of the game. He turned this Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown thing into perfect, like a great fit after we were thinking that they were going to get split up. Yep. He knows when to play guys. He knows when to, to get big. He knows when to get small. He knows exactly how to play Robert Williams on defense. Like, he I, is it that big of a coaching like yeah is, <laughs> yeah I guess you're right. The other thing too here is I feel like I haven't had like a an edgy take. <clears throat> I think all my takes have made sense. So I'm gonna go against something that I've said here. I I think Jimmy Butler has a really hard time this series. I think he really struggles, and I think part of it is gonna be like you said, you know just. You know, Coach Yu and his ability to game plan defensively. I think he's going to do a really good job of that. I don't think Kyle Lowry's going to play, so he's just going to have the ball a lot, which kind of drains your energy. And on top of that, the Celtics have so many wing defenders. Like, they're going to throw Marcus Smart at him. They're going to throw Jalen Brown at him. They're going to throw Jason Tatum at him. I mean, and they're just going to rotate those three Grant guys. Williams. And you, if if they run screen and roll and they switch, Grant Williams can hold his own. And it's they're going to be able to throw so many guys who are going to have fresh legs. Because that's the case, it's over in five. Yeah, and like in Miami, just doesn't have. Like I, I love Tyler Hero. I think he's a really good player. But that's all he is. He's just a really good player, and I don't think he's going to. You know, I mean, look. Even though he's got a history of just tearing up the Celtics, like unless he you know goes crazy, I just I don't see I don't see any way Miami wins this series. If Butler, if Butler struggles, like you say, he might, it's five games, four or five games. Yeah, seriously. He has, I mean, like I said, it has to be everyone every night. Yeah, seriously. I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, it's going to be fun though, man. Like, is it though? Like this, the Bucks Celtics Easter conference finals would have been so much more fun. Yeah. That was six dude that I was so, I was at the zoo for the first half of the Bucks Celtics. I was playing golf. I I'd much rather watch the Bucks Celtics game. That's how bad I played. <laughs> My girlfriend got her masters, so we were celebrating with her family. Um Ew. yeah, but she's going back for four more years for a PhD. So <laughs> she's still yeah. nerd. But, uh, yeah, seriously, nerd. Um, but um I was I was at the zoo and I came back and I was so pumped to watch those two games and then it's like dude. Oh uh, like I said, like <laughs> blowouts. <laughs> I, I took off work. I was like <laughs> I called in, said I'm not coming in today. I'm I'm gonna I'm just game seven Sunday. I'm watching basketball. But yeah, I it's just I'm excited though, man. Like the matchups. Let's okay. Let me back up. NBA playoffs are sick. They are they're man. The, they're so they're so underrated. They're better than baseball playoffs. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, it's not even close. And they're way better than baseball playoffs. Yeah, not not even close. And you know I've become a what I like to call a. a professional sports snob like i would much rather watch the nfl i know over college you are football. i hate that you like that though you hate that i'm like that you know i love you know how i feel about college football well look like well, you know how i feel feel about college football i love college football but like let's just be honest i can tell you who who three of the four are gonna be right now or i can give you two, two of the four or i can, I, can, I can give you okay we, we know alabama's gonna be great we know ohio state's gonna win the big 10 we know georgia's gonna be really good the, the only interesting storyline for me this year in college football is how good is USC going to be? Like, like really? Because I feel like everything else we kind of know, you know, maybe NC State. Notre Dame. Okay, yeah, sure. They're going to make the final. They're going to make the top four and then get blown out because that's what always happens. Another hour here on shooting the Smith on college football somehow. Yeah, seriously. But, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, like, 
And I remember when I was in college, my, my freshman year, we, we would go at it about this. We would talk about, I'd be like, I love college basketball more than the NBA. And you would ask me, you would say, how can you watch 18-year-olds shoot 38% from the floor for 40 <laughs> minutes? <clears throat> and like, you know, like I still love my college basketball. I love the seeing the progression of players. Like the NBA draft's coming up. The lottery is t- Tuesday night, tomorrow night. And like, I'm, you know, super pumped for that. But like, you can't, like there, it is the best basketball in the world. The, the difference between college basketball to the NBA in terms of entertainment and skill level is bigger than any other sport. Right. It's, it's not close either. I have come, I've started to accept college basketball for what it is though. So I appreciate it more than I did when you were a youngster. But still, like, the point remains, like, I would rather watch superstars in the NBA like Luka hit 30-foot tough shots with guys in their face. That's just more entertaining me. Yeah, it is. Six-foot-eight white guy from Wisconsin bricking an elbow jumper. Like, (laughs) Seriously, though, man. And, like, the other thing, too, with the NBA, I just, I I love the drama. I love, I love the pettiness. You know, I love... That the reporter asked Luca, did you know that you had as many points as the Suns did in the first half? And he's like, of course I did. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love, I love how when the Phoenix Suns run their mouths and they make fun of Luca and they do all that crap, they have to go to a microphone and own it. I love, I love that. And yep. I, I love all the drama. I love Joel Embiid going to the microphone and saying, James Harden ain't it. I love it. It just it adds like just like an extra layer to it. Yeah, I'm pumped for I'm pumped for these two matchups. Even though I think one of them is going to be kind of bad, but I think the Western Conference is going to be another great series this year. Yeah, it, oh, it's going to be great. I'm I'm glad it's on um, TNT and not ABC, just because I don't have to listen to Mike Breen bang my heart out when Curry hits Dude. It, when Curry when Curry hits the big three, and like <laughs> I just know that like we're done. Like, I don't have to hear it. But at the same the time... The double bang is even better, though. Ser- oh, dude. He's, that's when you know it's a big shot. Oh, that's when you know. Oh, yeah. That's when bang! you know. Bang! Bang! It's... <laughs> oh, it's one of the best calls in sports. But yeah, it's, I, I'm glad, you know, I get to hear him do it to, to Miami Heat fans instead. <laughs> so, sh- uh, sh- shout-outs and closeouts. Shout-out my girlfriend for getting her master's. Yeah. Shout out the Henderson State Reddies, three seed. Three seed, yes. Congratulations to Coach Hooten and Coach Hall and all those guys over there. Yeah, I I I texted Coach Hooten last night. I was like, go Mavs. And then I realized like, oh, they're watching the selection show right now. He's not even watching. And I I bet he was keeping his eye on it. He was for sure. I texted him. He knew they were getting in though. And then I uh, I shot him a text and I I was like, congrats too, by the way, on on making the (laughs) tournament. That's funny. And uh yeah, well the funny thing is like after the Utah series, you know, I I never I never really talked to Coach Hooten about definitely not the Mavericks. And he sent me this text message back on like all the things that they needed to improve on to beat Phoenix. And I was like, Can we not just like be happy for a few seconds that we get out <laughs> of the first round? Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Love Closeouts. Though, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Golly, man. All right, well, that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you again, dude. Love having you on. As you said, we're going to have another pod before the NBA Finals, without a doubt. Yeah. Love you, dude. I love this podcast. I love love having a small part in your growth. So, you know, I like that you asked me on. I like that you care enough about what I have to say. So I appreciate it. Well, you know, I was talking to Lund last week after I had him on. Horrible guest. (laughs) One of the worst guests that you've had. Like, can we get some enthusiasm out of yeah, him well, or something? Like, is know, he too cool to give his takes? Well, here's here's what happens. You know, when you and Clip Tulane— Clip this, by the way. Huh? Clip this, by the way. <laughs> okay. I want him to hear it. I will. I'll, I'll send it to him. I, um, you know, after the zinger that you hit me with last time when you and Lang were on, and you said I was the worst pickup basketball player in here, I had to get on somebody <laughs> who wasn't as good of a pickup basketball player as me. That's that's what it was. Yeah, a lot— Lund's a hater. He's. It is what it is. How about how about you know speak up one time, Lund? How about that? <laughs> Golly, man. All right. But like I was saying, dude, love having you on. You make you make it easy. Um, just because like I know I know you're gonna do. I know you're smart. I know you're not gonna 
if if you say something that I think is dumb, you're gonna have reasons for it, which I I love and respect that. So you're not just gonna get on here and say something just to say it, you know. That's I hope that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you guys so much for listening. Cannot wait to do the next pod. It's gonna be a good one. I, I can tell you that. Don't even know what it's gonna be on yet, but it's gonna be good. So thank you guys again for listening, and I'll be back with another take for you guys at some point in the near future. 